from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Chi Dam. She's joining me from Florida in the U.S. The way I like to do it, the best one to introduce someone is yourself. So, Chidam, thank you for being with me on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me, Mehmet. Uh, I'm Chidam, uh, Chidam Ostabak, and um, an entrepreneur and journalist with a focus on technology, fintech, and product marketing. And... Um, I'm also like actively contributes as a startup mentor and judge in NeoHub incubation startup for early stage startups incubation and and uh, I ran my venture perix.co and I'm an extraordinary ability marketing talent O1 visa holder in the US born and uh, with master degree educated in Turkey and I use my background in journalism as a member of the International Federation of Journalists to report on technology trends. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's more or less. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Thank you for being here on the show today, Tinem. Um, now, the way, you know, because you mentioned your background and, you know, your journey. And we will focus our topic for today about you know, startups as I'm doing usually. So let's start with, um, you know, how to align, and this is something very important, I believe, the content, the product, uh, and market for startups. And this is from the experience from the other startup that you have worked with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, aligning uh, content, product, and uh, like market is akin to fitting the pieces of like puzzle together. And uh, it begins with a deep understanding of the target audience in the beginning and their preferences, like pain points and what they value in a product, right? And this understanding uh, should inform the design and, um, and the feature of product. Parallelly, it's crucial to conduct market research, to understand the competitive landscape, potential opportunities, and also like threats and the content is then tailored to articulate the product's value proposition effectively and position it optimally uh, in the market context and i can say I, I work with startups to help them like synthesize these all components into a cohesive like strategy that's great to hear. And uh, this is, will lead me to the second question. Now, um, part of the things that startups need to do sometime is, um, you know, of course, marketing strategies and PR strategies. And 
I was discussing on another episode with another marketing expert that some of the startup founders, they find that, um, you know, that they don't know much about marketing or maybe they don't give enough, um, you know, attention to, to the marketing. And just, you know, again, from your experience, because you work with technology um, startups and you have, you know, based on my research that I did, like you have also like some banking background. So how do you tailor the marketing and PR strategies to fit specific industries? So for you say, okay, these guys are in fintech, so this is how they should do. These guys are, let's say, in health tech, this is what they should do. So how you can tailor these strategies and uh, industries? Yeah, it's a really good question because it's really important. Like each industry has its unique like characteristics, like language and audience's expectations. And I agree with you, in particularly in US, um, a lot of um, like startup founders coming from like technical backgrounds, right? And like, um, I'm still learning like how we can tell our stories, like as a founder, as our products, as our technology, our team, like how we can define our strategies, mm -hmm. our, our products. And those like tailoring marketing and PR strategies to fit specific industries is a must. For example, like um, in, in the technology sector, it's crucial to communicate innovation, expertise, and like forward thinking and mindset. Mm -hmm. In contrast, banking and fintech, fintechs requires like conveying like stability, security, and like trustworthiness and like easy process at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's important to tailor the message based on, okay, what do you think about, let me ask it this way. What do you think about also the importance of not exaggerating the lingos over there? So just to make it also simple to the customer or the yeah. end user. Yeah, it's, it's crucial to like uh, speak with customers like, with their language and the secret lines in like extensive industry research and familiarizing oneself with industry trends and craft, crafting messages that resonate with the specific audience. And if you have a, like, is a, for example, Venmo, Venmo is a like really, um, like it's famous FinTech in US and focusing like is young population basically. Mm -hmm. And their language, their fintech, but their language is like it's that resonate with the specific young audience. Like PayPal, PayPal is the like it's the uh, like focusing like professionals and maybe like over the forty five years old as well, and uh, like small businesses and mostly like uh, more serious language like it. Like they're using like stability, security, it's mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about this. The secret lies in extensive industry research and familiarizing oneself with industry trends and crafting messages that resonate with the like specific audience. And it's important to define in the beginning what, uh, who is your specific audience. And Try to like be specific, like as you can. 
that's hundred percent correct. And we repeated this on the show a couple of times now. It's not only about the idea. It's also about to find your ideal customer, their personas, and based on this, you can tailor your messaging better, I would say. And I think, as you said, you know, like market research would, would uh, shed a lot of light uh, on that. Now, working and because you, you are a judge also in, in, in the incubators, so you work with a lot of, of these startups. So usually what challenges have you encountered in aligning content product market and how you overcome that? Yeah. Yeah, I like to use this term like uh, content product market fit because mm -hmm. uh, if you need your product market fit also you need like content product market fit because uh, you are using words like if you want to talk about your product to your mm -hmm. audiences like the challenges aligning uh, content product market is often rooted in main maintaining like consistency mm -hmm. as Startups evolve, so their products and market positioning, which could lead to in inconsistencies in the message, if not carefully managed. And this can be overcome by creating a flexible and dynamic strategy that is regularly, uh, I can say, like re revisited and revised based on performance uh, metrics and feedback and change in the business environment. and. It, it's crucial, like it's the, that challenge because you need to choose uh, your messaging and your brand messaging, your product messaging, uh, when you will start talk about your product because you have to be consistency on this. You can change like it's uh, today I'm going to say that, tomorrow I'm going <laughs> to talking about this and you need a like really, really uh, good strategy on that. The content strategy is crucial and because uh, you need like every stage on your product journey, the content. Uh, if you are going to some events and if you have a speech, if you are just brand messaging, create awareness, like advertising. Uh, messaging, advertising, wordings, and you need content. Content is like not just SEO and full strategy, and also marketing and advertising. Like depends on like how you are like talking about your product, like consistency. If you can succeed, like this consistency, and um, yeah, it's it's really hard and it will be a challenge for you so this is very good point so how how to make this focus in communication because it's all it's all about the communication and the language that they use so uh, what if you can tell us the key components of successful communication for an early stage startup yeah i can talk about a little bit in this uh, area because i also i'm uh, working on a basically like hard working on a book project uh, recently and I'm trying to define uh, like communication strategies like tips and tricks uh, for early stage startup founders and uh, an early stage startup needs a communication strategy that effectively like builds brand awareness and credibility in the beginning like the founder and startup 
uh, nowadays in founders and startups, like really like it's together. It's like super symbiotic uh, relationship. The key components of uh, such a strategy include a clear and like compelling brand message, consistency in communication across all touch points. Like is the you need to talk about your product, your process, your team, yourself, your founder journey. Like every uh, stage is too important to communicate with your specific audience. Uh, yeah, consistency in communication across all touch points, a true understanding of target audiences' needs and preferences and choosing the most effective channels to reach the audience. Like, where is your audience? It's, I know it's like sounds too cliche, but it's crucial. Don't don't make like, it's, yeah, I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm going to on like LinkedIn. I'm going to also like in Instagram. It's, don't do that. Like, focus on like it's one channel to reach your audience. And I think you would agree with me also that they need to build their... Um kind of thought leadership over there so they can get the trust of their audience, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it's too important. So now they are busy by nature, these founders, right? So yeah. especially if they are still starting as a small team, so maybe it's a CEO and CTO or sometime the other day I saw, I, I, I interviewed someone who's the CEO and CTO at the same <laughs> time. So how much time they need to put on this? And like you mentioned some of the strategies, but what, what like other activities they should be doing to have this thought leadership? So when I see, for example, Mr. or Miss, uh, Mr. X or Miss Y, I'd say, okay, these guys, they always speak about this. You know, mm -hmm. they are up to something. Right? So how much time they have to dedicate for these activities in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's like significant time. Uh, they need to like take time and sit and it's like, uh, like daily or I don't know, it's weekly and, uh, plan. It needs really like make a plan and they need to do that, especially like when you're in early stage and you should do that. Maybe if you can pass to seed and like it's this over the seed round. And maybe you can hire like advocate, like developer advocates, like brand advocates, and they're like talking about consistency, like as a product. For example, like let me uh, give a good example. And OpenAI, OpenAI has a like developer relationship managers, like they are hiring developer advocates for the product, and these people are talking about consistency consistently like it um what is the development recent on OpenAI and chat gpt or what what is their era and they are talking about and they have a huge audience in for example on twitter they just like an influencer but i don't want to say like influencer because like as a word influencer like it's a um, little bit dirty <laughs> this recently and yeah, they're just the advocate, like it's, they can talk about, and they, they have a technical background also. They can like, as a good, uh, riddle skills and like it's communication skills as well. 
and early stage startup founders and like if if I don't know if they can do like hire someone for this or not like you should do by yourself sit and take your time and significant time to tell about yourself your career your back because people are people want to listen people like taking attention like what are you doing on your product and they're getting inspired also and you should like sit and talk about your product product developments like every stage about your team like it's about your funding story funding stories is like everything it, it's it's good to create awareness like organically 100% with you on that but just to add something regarding influencer term so matter of fact you know because i've been in tech for more than 20 years actually it was not called influencer but that's exactly what you described so in, in b2b usually um some vendors they got it right and what they started to do if you think about it they did these uh, yearly gatherings like these yearly uh, big events where they used to um, invite their customers and you know partners uh, to the to their own conference right and then later on this actually started at that time there was no twitter and you know these things so there was like the forums maybe it was uh, appearing at the end of uh, uh, beginning of 90 uh, sorry end of 90s beginning of 2000 so there were you know the that the forums where people they would be advocating for these technologies and actually something was always there now what i started to see after in the b2c you know we start to see the influencers and i agree with you like when you say influencers not always you have the best image and not all of them of course we cannot generalize yeah. but yeah now i start to see something recently i i spot a couple of people on linkedin they're title is tech influencer or mm -hmm. tech influencers so it seems that it's something we're gonna see a lot um of course people might have a lot of uh questions regarding the authenticity yeah. and all this but yeah and again if you think about it and this i'm saying to the audience by the way like in, in, in the tech world um you know it's kind of having a voice there like things like you know peer insights of Gartner I think uh, there's a um, you know a lot of sites where you know the vendors you know they put their products there and then people put reviews so it's kind of the same thing and it's very important in the early stages because um, I think you would agree with me Chida, like you need to get your early adopters big time champions and then you know they will spread you know your product across so this is the way I've seen it now. Exactly. But, you know, and this is what will lead me to the question. Sometimes founders, and unfortunately, it's not because they wanted to do it on, on purpose, mm -hmm. but they do mistakes and they do mistakes in their storytellings and product marketing. So what you have seen and, you know, how, how you, you, you can spot some light on, on this issue and how it can be avoided. Yeah, it's a good question because it's founders often, and my observation, some founders often make the mistake of focusing too much on their products, features, and not enough on how it benefits 
the user. Yeah. And uh, this can lead a disconnect with the audience, right? And another common mistake and I'm, that I am observing is neglecting a unified brand message, leading to inconsistent communication uh, that I said before and like highlighting before it's, it's crucial. And also this can be avoided by always keeping the user's perspective central to the storytelling and ensuring consistent, consistent branding across all communication channels and touch points. And they avoid, like define also, um, the, like, like how, how they sell, how will they sell their product? And what is the, like, it's the, uh, like B2B or B2C, like it's how much, like what, what is your, like, it's, um, like, um, the, the model of the like income, right. For the product. And yeah, it's the, but the crucial one in like, and this can lead to disconnect with the audience, I'm thinking like like focusing too much on their products features and not enough on how it benefits the user. You should define the benefits and the conditions, like how will users, well, will use your product. How, how will they, uh, buy your hundred percent. And, you know, again, I mentioned this before, but, um, the way I am trying to do it is. The more I get experts like yourself to talk about it, so I believe in, re in repeating something will 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 you know get this to to the point that everyone should know about it. It should be very obvious, but as you said, and the reason behind it is a little bit psychological because everyone, yeah. even even myself, I could say, hey, like I invented this pen and it's the best pen ever because it has this cover. And you know, while I'm not discussing, you know, why it's good for the customer. And advice, as you said, they should not focus on the features. Um, they should be focusing on, uh, of course, how it's helping them. Is it like reducing cost? Is it like reducing the time to do something? Or uh, maybe it's adding fun to them. Like there's nothing wrong that your product is adding, you know, it has like not non-tangible in terms of money or, um, or, or time. So sometimes it's just as entertainment product, think about it. And I would add also, I think you'd agree with me, the customer journey, like tell him or mm. her, like, you know, you are here today and this is where you will be if, if you get my product, right? And, and run them into this journey so they would get a better idea because I, I go back to tech. If I, and the best one who did it ever, I give always the credit is uh, Steve Jobs because he was always mentioning, in, you know, like, uh, no one would talk about the megahertz and, you know, the, how many RAM you have, you need to sell, you know, your idea about, you know, it's, it's like about value for, for him. It was something much bigger than that. But again, I advise everyone to watch that video where he was talking about that part. Now as mentor for startup acceleration in EMEA, mm -hmm. what do you believe are the most critical factors for success in entrepreneurship? Because I'm sure you have seen a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like in years and years I can see and also like uh, my previous experiences like with my startups in resilience and uh, in early stage startups, it's crucial. Like 
the most critical factors uh, for entrepreneur entrepreneurial success are a clear and compelling vision. Yes, and in the beginning, and you need to like carry your vision mm-hmm. to the team, to the investors, to the customers. Like it's always you need to protect, but the ability to adapt. It changing like certain stances and resilience in the face of a lot of challenges. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's crucial. And of course, like it's a true understanding of the target market. And this element help entrepreneurs like stay focused, make informed decisions and, um, uh, like maintain momentum even in tough times right Mm -hmm. and you will get like a lot of tough times and with your investors with your team players and like like with everyone and with product technology with competitors like and it's it's crucial resilience in in the face of challenges I love this word resilience. Um, thank you for bringing it because resilience, it's summarized all the, you know, hurdles and the challenges and you need to be strong to, to, you know, and, and you cover it all actually, like whether it's the product itself, maybe your co-founders or maybe, um, the people you would work with on day to day, maybe it's the investors. And this is why I always, you know, they ask me about my opinion in, in although like I never started, but I studied a lot of startups. Um, you know, if you don't need to raise money, don't, <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't need, you don't need, you know, to be under the stress of the investors because it's, it really turns bad. I work for startups as an employee and I can understand, you know, when, when founders and, you know, everyone who works for them, how they can be <laughs> under this stress and they would need this resiliency. Now, I think another topic, which is important, and I would love to, to hear, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from you to them about, you know, gender equality within the entrepreneurial space. And I think this is something I, we never, you know, although like I had like a lot of guests, but, you know, I didn't have the chance to ask. So it's good, like you are covering it with you today. So how do you approach it? And what initiatives uh, are you involved in order to promote it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe in uh, like creating opportunities for female entrepreneurs for and uh, like fostering an inclusive and supportive environment. And yeah, I'm actively involved in several initiatives aimed at like promoting female entrepreneurship and uh, like widening the gan- uh, the gender gap in this field. I'm sometimes like mentoring uh, like free to like female entrepreneurs, and uh, I'm involved like a couple of like initiatives and we are donating like if they need like some educational um, like camps and like mm-hmm. they need like some career advice or if they uh, like facing some challenges and like uh, we are talking with them and uh, new hub is like it's really like they are taking responsibility on this and we are meeting uh like with female founders and uh like try to like create opportunities for them and yeah it's it's gender equality in the entrepreneurial space 
is an issue close to my heart, I can say. And uh, I'm seeing in US, for example, like if you want to apply to like accelerators in US and they really like support, they are really supporting uh, female entrepreneurs and they're described like is if you like underrepresented, just let us know. And being woman, like it's that kind of thing in US, like underrepresented. And we need to crash on this, I think. Yeah, that's very good. And I agree with you. We need, we need to have these inclusions across the board here. I can say slowly, but steadily, we, we started to see some good, uh, I can say we are seeing good number of co-founders here in, in, in Dubai and the UAE in general. And this is supported by, you know, the, the ecosystem, the government and everything, which is very good. But yeah, I wish to see more also as well, because I believe also like this is will add value. Uh, and, you know, to the, uh, this is like also something close to my heart because I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, equality in general and inclusion in general. And of course, like gender equality. Now, uh, also you, you, you're kind of a journalist, right? So you have your own podcast and, you know, you write to, to, and you on the CNN too. So. I think you guys are lucky than even us people in tech. So maybe you see some trends that we don't see. Can you tell us more? Like what, what are you seeing in, in, and especially you are close also to, um, you know, the startup uh, incubators and hubs. So what are the major, major tra trends that you are spotting nowadays? Yeah. And, uh, like major of trends recently, I noticed it like future of work, uh, concept. And uh, I'm involved like as an angel investment group of the, in, from Chicago. And we are focusing like future of work and future of work concepts. And like, it's, um, you know, it's the un inconsistency, like a lot of event effective uh, with our lives. And uh, like a lot of, um, right, it's um, the solution is uh, coming in this era. Also, uh, like I can say, like uh, I see significant trends emerging, such as the like increasing importance of the data privacy and security, but it's complicated because it's at the same time, uh, like the AI and machine learning, like it's really like developing super fast and it's really hard to protect your privacy and your data. And uh, I don't know, is, let's see, is, I'm really curious about like its uh, development about data privacy and security era and the rise of like, no question, AI and machine learning uh, as powerful tools for like personalization and automation and uh, productivity as well. Like people are going like really productivity way and yeah, in this point, it's, I can uh, I can say, like, I read a book uh, from Alder Harari, Yuval Harari, like, yep. his, yeah, Homo Deus. And yeah, highly recommend that you can read about again and you can, uh, like, reread again in this uh, field and you can feel like, oh, yeah, actually, we are in the this era right now. And... Yeah, it's, um, I think like more or less, uh, like, uh, I'm noticing and I'm seeing significant trends 
emerging like that kind of uh, like um, pillars. Yeah, actually, I, I agree with you on the book. And there's another book uh, called Abundance by uh, Peter DeMendis and Stephen Kultler. And it's highly advisable because also they, they discuss how technology actually, you know, and even they have the singularity um, concept and all this, which I agree because with what we start to see with the AI now, we are close to something and you, you touch based on it, which is future of what, because at future of what, it's not about if we're going to go to office or not. It's not about this. Exactly. It's, it's about like what kind of work we will be doing in the future, um, which I, I'm, I'm very like positive. I'm very optimistic. I would say about that one. Uh, Shida, where people can find more about you and uh, your uh, company? I think, you're, yeah, I can see the link, but <laughs> if they want to know yeah. more. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn and uh, like you can like directly message me and also using uh, Twitter for my works, for my companies and like uh, sharing some mm -hmm. industry insights. And also you can find me on Twitter uh, with my name. And yeah, Pyrix.co, it's my venture. I'm trying to help the technology startups, founders, and uh, like leaders to their marketing and PR strategies, content strategies as well. And we are working uh, with them like on uh, like opinion, thought leadership as well. And like publishing on global uh, like business quality and top tier media, uh, some articles about them, or sometimes like they're writing articles and we are helping with them. And yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn for business and Twitter and happy to chat with you if you are reaching out to me. Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Now I have a very final question I have to ask. Is there anything you wish I would ask you and how you would answer it. Uh, excuse me? Is there any question you wish that I had asked you and oh, how okay. you would answer it? <laughs> okay. Um, how can I say? I I love is like that kind of question. Uh, question is like I can answer like it's, um, yeah, it's maybe what is your plan when you like it's, Stop the work, or what do you yeah. want to contribute? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Answer yeah. that. Yeah, I decided um, recently became a like wildlife photographer. Maybe like after my fifties or sixties, uh, when I like stopped to like it's constant consistently working in this era. I I want to be a wildlife photographer, and I want to travel to like natural parks and Alaska, Galapagos and yeah, nice. Yeah, it's and it's nice to like put the life purpose by the way in in your life and life journey. And if you are a founder and if, if you are an entrepreneur and like us and it's it's important to stick on your plan. Also you need to be enjoy like your life and if you like is nature is the best way to meditation and communicate with other species it's always mesmerizing me yeah i want to do that 100 percent, and i wish you could do it like uh, a full time i would say <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that's that's really good to hear and uh, you know one one of the things that i always encourage people to find also like something they love and aim for it which is amazing uh, what you have done uh, thank you very much for your time today Chidam. like i really enjoyed the conversation and the way i end my episodes as usual i ask the audience please let me know your opinion ask me any question if you have questions to Chidam, you can actually reach out to her i can pass it to her also as well and Again, if you have also any feedback on the show in general, I would love to hear it because I'm always seeking to be in the better place and taking the show to a better place. And if you are interested to be a guest also, don't be shy, reach out to me. We can uh, discuss it and we can see how we can arrange for it. Time zone is not a issue for me. I have people from the West Coast in the US, which are minus 12 hours from me and I have people in New Zealand one plus, I think, 10 or 11 hours from me. I'm in the middle of the world. So that's great. So don't be shy. You can always reach out. And I hope you enjoyed. I will meet again next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.